0: You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high-vibe convos. Always dogma-free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. but for now, here's your host, Bix.
1: Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi Vex, thank you for having me.
0: This is so exciting. Um, for for the people who are listening, this is so weird because we talk all the time and now it's like people are listening to us. <laughs> um, but for the people who are listening, this is Lauren and Hi. she does lots of things. <laughs> and uh, I was just asking her just before I hit record, I said, how would you like me to introduce you? Uh, because at the moment, Lauren's website is like in transition and a lot of the things that she used to call herself, maybe doesn't really resonate with anymore. So I kind of thought it might be fun to ask Lauren on the show (laughs) to to introduce herself and to explain a little bit about about who she is and what is happening with this like transition-y thing that's going on. (laughs) Thanks for putting me on the spot.
1: Is this like a coaching session? (laughs) Who knows? It's going to be whatever it needs to be. Maybe this is going to unveil everything to me that I didn't even know was going to happen. (laughs) It would be cool, wouldn't it? Magic on air. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So who am I? Um, Well, that's something I'm definitely figuring out, as I think probably most of us are. Yep. I have been, I have tried to put myself under many different labels over the past couple of years, um, ranging from health coach, business coach, empowerment coach, women's coach, um, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, uh, writer, (laughs) um, marketing consultant. There's kind of been a whole host of boxes I have tried to slot myself into quite neatly. And in all honesty, I just don't feel drawn to being in a box, (laughs) Um, I find it really hard to. I, I find it hard to um, define myself by one particular role, and um, I've spent a long time trying to figure out what I need to call myself. For example, to sum up in a nutshell what I do, um, and the truth is, what I do is evolving constantly. So there isn't one easy way to say it I am a yoga teacher I have a yoga teaching certification um, I am a meditation teacher um, I am also a health coach I have certificates to say all these things but it doesn't necessarily resonate um, to call myself those things ju- or just those things um, they're just they're sort of elements of what I do and they're elements of they're tools I suppose in terms of how I can support other people does that sort of sum it up yes and i think that is so refreshing
0: (laughs) to just hear somebody say like well i am so many things like i'm not just i don't want to just be defined by one thing because for me like my thing that i've been defined by for a really long time is tarot reader Mm -hmm. and that was fine when I was starting out and I had a tarot blog and I was, you know, doing tarot readings was like the thing that I did. But as my, my work has evolved and as I've evolved and changed, like I've started doing so many different things. Um, but then people ask me like, what do you do? And I still go, Oh, well, I'm a tarot reader. Cause I don't know how to explain all mm. the things that I am and all of the things that I do. And I love that we're having a conversation about the fact that actually none of us whether we're doing this kind of work or not like none of us can really be put into a box
1: no um and i think that the label or whatever you want to call it the title um is much more for other people's benefit than for our own because we know you know we we know what we're okay we might not know exactly who we <laughs> you know what we're doing all the time but we don't have to justify it to ourselves it's just yes. to, it's, it's it's a way of explaining very simply to someone else what you do but that doesn't really tell people anything about you i mean it's i don't know it's i think it's it it just find, i just find it really restrictive and i almost then rebel against if i decide i'm going to be this label i then find myself rebelling against it um, and <laughs> <Yes. it's, laughs> feeling very constricted and mm. you know we're expansive we we you know it, it, i want to be creative with my role in whatever that looks like um so yeah i'm i'm definitely a i think i watched a um ted talk a while ago and it talks about multi potentialite. yes i love that oh. wow, talk it, <laughs> it was so refreshing <laughs> when i watched that yes It was like, yes, finally, I can actually, I don't have to feel ashamed about the fact I don't know all the answers Mm. right now about what I am doing with my life.
0: Yeah, it sort of goes back to like that old school thing of like when you're a kid, you're like six years old and someone asks you, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Like there is one answer to that question and you have to answer it when you're six And then like, (laughs) that's it. That's your future set. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting.
1: The interesting thing for me is that when I was younger and when I was at school, um, and even through my twenties, I was really certain of what I was doing Mm. and really certain of what I wanted to do. When I was at school, I always, I knew it was going to be something to do with horses. So that, played that was very obvious throughout my whole teenage years I never had any of that career wobble doubt I knew when I left school I was going to go and work with horses I was then going to go to um study more about equine um care and equine studies and it did it did shift but the the overall theme was very much horses and then it kind of progressed into PR and marketing around the equestrian world and I was really clear up until probably about the age of 27 Mm. and then it all went (laughs) completely (laughs) and then I started to um no what what actually happened is I started to wake up that's what happened Mm. it wasn't it wasn't a case of I think it was it was when the unraveling began I think yes the unraveling
0: (laughs) the great Yeah. And I think, and that's like the, um, that's like around the age of like your Saturn return to, right? Like everything, yeah. kinda, you kind of hit this point where you've kind of been living your life up to, up to this point where like you just kind of go with the motions and you just kind of mm-hmm. do the thing. And then suddenly you start questioning things and you're like, is this really what I want to do with my life? You start to realize that you're not going to live forever. <laughs> and like, <laughs> what, like, yeah, what am I doing every day? Like, do I want to be, like, just going to work in a rat race or do I want to do something else? And, I like, I found when I was going through mine, like, I really started to, like, all the spiritual stuff really opened up for me as well
1: around that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even aware of the Saturn return until probably last year. Um, and then I read about it and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> now it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I, I wasn't – I was totally numb and – Uh, switched off to Mm. myself, to everything really, because I'd spent so long doing what I thought I was supposed to do, the shoulds, um, you know, creating a business that was thriving and was earning me all the money I needed. And um, I'd bought a house and I'd got married and I had a dog and I had horses and I had all these things Mm. that were, you know, ticked all the boxes. And then I was like, uh now now what now what Um, yeah but it also you know the 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 big turning point for me was that I was really really struggling with anxiety at that Mm. time and I felt so shameful that I was experiencing all that anxiety because I had all those boxes ticked I
0: think that's such a um such a common thing though like in Our society, isn't it? Like so many people like, you know, get the uni degree or like get married or have the house or like we we tick all these boxes and then it's like, oh, (laughs) I still don't, I don't feel like how I thought I would feel when I got to this point. And I think that's why so many people now are like looking at things like yoga and mindfulness and people are getting curious about tarot and people are wanting to connect with something, something else. Like people are wanting to connect with whether it's themselves or a higher power or whatever it is. Like people are like this this can't be all like doing the nine to five and like paying yeah. the mortgage and having pizza on a Friday. Like <laughs> there's got to be more to life than, than just kind of doing this until I like, until I die.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I, I guess, I think if you, start, if you go through any difficult challenges, um, then it really highlights to you, you know, is this, yeah. You know, do I really want to be here in this I don't know, like living in this way for the next 50, 60, 70 years, however many years it might be. Um, and it, it, it suddenly, you suddenly start to go, Oh my God, I'm like, I don't want to be in this place forever. I don't want to feel like this. I don't want, I felt, um, I felt very, very disconnected from every part of myself Um, which was leading to huge disconnection amongst my family my husband the world around me everything was just well It was just dull I remember just feeling virtually nothing and, and and kind of wondering what when that happened and how that happened I used to get so excited I used to be such an enthusiastic person and really passionate about what I did and then suddenly I'd I couldn't tell you the last time I had become excited about something.
0: Mm. So I guess the question that everyone who's listening is, is interested in is like, how did you go from (laughs) that place of like, you know, you got all the boxes ticked and it's your life from the outside probably looked pretty freaking amazing to people who didn't have those boxes ticked, right? People are probably yeah. looking at your life and thinking, Wow, like Lauren's really got it all sorted. But yeah. how did you get from that place to where you are now?
1: Oh well, it's been a long <laughs> journey. And it's Sorry, very much that an ongoing journey. Um just going back to what you said about um, people from the outside looking, because I think this is really important to, to mention. Yeah. is That I can remember somebody saying to me, "Am I allowed to swear on here?" By yeah, and you can. Away? I'll tell okay. people. Um, <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't even know if I actually. I don't think I need to swear. Um, <laughs> if you need, okay. Um, okay, I just thought I'd better check that. Um, I remember someone saying to me, "Everything you touch turns to gold," mm. and. I was like, wow, people actually think that about me from the external point of view. And yet here I am at times there was, you know, I think at my rock bottom, I can remember sitting on my bathroom floor, crying hysterically, literally rocking um, and Googling rehab centers in Kent, to see if there was somebody which who would help me stop feeling so anxious so panicky so like my world was falling apart I just I thought how can I be feeling this and yet on the outside everybody thinks she's got all her shit together you know like she's got everything and I realized how much I was hiding um and the the, since then so I'm now 34 so that's 7 years <laughs> can't count um but sort of 7 or 8 years basically that's how long this journey has taken me which might be really scary to some other people thinking oh my god it's going to take me 7 or 8 years and i'm not saying that it will at all because everyone's journey is different but that was it was the process of becoming aware that i i had to make some changes and i had to i had to start facing Um, up to to how I was feeling. Um, And it began with very practical things. So it began with starting to exercise a little bit more um, and looking at my nutrition Um, and just little things like being very mindful of balancing my blood sugar levels and not eating excessive amounts of sugar which would send me on a roller coaster of up and downs always having a snack with me so that my blood sugar wouldn't drop and send me into that anxious state when I look back on it I I can't even really see how I was functioning but yeah I was I was running a business alongside this and nobody knew apart from my husband nobody knew that this was going on um so that was, yeah, that, that's really like the very beginning of it. And that started me on this journey of, I guess you'd call it self development or um, what, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, sort of growth, I guess, or um, transition. And that led me on to training to do my health coaching certification and learning a lot more about nutrition and exercise and things like that. And that was the, the starting point of me shifting in my career, in my, um, in every area of my life, really. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting, like, listening to you, listening to your story, because my story is, like, similar in a lot of ways. Like, I was definitely kind of in a place where things weren't that great, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I wanted to – I was kind of, like, living in that kind of energy for a really long time, and it's not that I wasn't having – a good time it's not that things weren't going going well but i was there was some sort of like disconnect yeah and then when i started to notice like i just started to notice that there was a disconnect then i started to find ways to connect And then the more I did that, the more I kind of, you know, got back into my spiritual practice and all of the things happened. And then, you know, now here I am having this, having this conversation (laughs) with you on my podcast. I could not have imagined like, um, you know, like, yeah, seven, eight years ago, I could not have imagined that I'd be sitting here talking to you. Well, I didn't know you existed then. I could (laughs) not imagine like having a podcast and like talking about spiritual stuff and like helping other people through, like essentially what I've been through. And I think it's so powerful to see all of these people coming up in the, in the industry, whether it's wellness industry or spiritual industry or like whatever, like we're all coming to this place of helping others because we have been through stuff and we used all of this stuff to help us to move out of that. And now it's like, Oh wow, that stuff really works. Like I want to share it with other people
1: yeah definitely and the road is like very bumpy i'm not gonna lie you know i wish i could say that yeah i started eating better and i um started exercising and then magically my anxiety (laughs) panic attack stopped yeah because the truth is there's still it's anxiety is still a big part of my life um and it's but it's it's a different it's there is so much more acceptance around it now and it's like an acceptance that this is this is a big important message to me you know this anxiety is coming up for me for a reason and it might be for a hormonal reason it might be because I've spent all weekend you know eating way too much sugar and drinking wine and um, not looking after myself or I haven't slept well there's so many different reasons that it can still come up and i'm i'm okay with that you know it's it's part of me and i used to fight it and just feel like why is this happening to me what have i done that's so bad that means that i have to feel like this when am i ever gonna feel human again or when am i gonna not feel like this um and when you're in it, it's really hard. It's really, really hard because you feel like you're the only person on the planet that could possibly be feeling like that. But yet at the same time, I had this deep shame that I didn't, I, I, that there was something, there were people who were going through far worse than I was and they were coping. And yet here I was with all these amazing things, with all my family around me, everything you could possibly want. And yet, I was still feeling it, and that shame was what stopped me from speaking up about it.
0: Yeah, and I think um, I think there are so many people out there who are, who are like in that exact exact situation. And I think it's really exciting now, though, that it seems like there's more and more people having those conversations. Right? Like, there's more and more people who who whose life does appear from the outside to be like, you know, to get like we we were talking the other day about like the women who go to the spa. <laughs> and like, oh, these women who go to the spa and like they have all this time off to like just go and sit in the spa and like, you know, they have nothing to worry about when the reality for these people can be very different. Like our per- perception of well, that person looks like this, dresses in these clothes, goes to the spa, so therefore they don't they don't have the same kind of problems as me it's just not true and not not helpful to any not helpful to anybody
1: and I think so many people are 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 really numbing out to the feelings Mm. um and this is why I you know there's probably a there's a huge rise in people being um given prescription drugs and things like that and I am totally not against that in any shape or form if that is what if that is your the path that feels right for you but when i when i was struggling at first i went to the doctors and they and they instantly without even without probably me being in there in the doctor's surgery for more than five minutes they were saying you know well you can take this you can take that and i was like mm, okay hang on like whoa a minute um, <laughs> i like there must be something else that i can do Um, and I did have CBT, which did help me a little bit, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't really for me. I don't think it didn't, it didn't really connect that much for me actually taking control, (laughs) taking control is probably the wrong word, but taking it into my own hands actually gave me, it empowered me, um, which is where starting to move my body and connect back with my body, was the beginning of the journey really because I was so disconnected from my physical body that there was absolutely no way I could connect to my spiritual self or, um, a deeper sense of knowing myself. I had to start from the outside in, if that makes sense. I had to start with this physical body connection. And that for me was okay. What, what nourishment do I need in the form of food? What nourishment makes me feel good? What, what movement makes me feel good? And in that process, I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I, I went through a period of very turbulent relationship with exercise in that I got very obsessed with exercise and obsessed with eating in a certain way. And I restricted certain foods because it was a form of control, because I had this fear that if I didn't do those things, my anxiety was going to take over again.
0: Yeah, we're all like so disconnected, <laughs> we're <all> so disconnected <laughs> to our bodies in the, like the way that um the world is or at least the way that you know the society that we live in like here in the UK like everybody and okay not everybody uh, most people seem very disconnected like the stuff that you see people eating um you know the the stuff that's like on Instagram like the way that people talk to each other the way that people kind of like share stuff about their bodies or whatever like so many people hate their bodies. Like so many yeah. people are in comparison with their bodies. I saw something on Instagram the other day. I can't remember who it was, but there was this woman on her story and she was talking about how she'd been having digestive issues for years. Like she couldn't digest food. Like she was having all of this, these problems. And then she was like, you know, since she was 13, she's been like so shameful of her belly of mm-hmm. how that part of her body looks and so she said she's been like trying everything to cover it up for like
1: 20 years.
0: <laughs> and then she's like, no wonder I've had all of these digestive issues. Like how is my body supposed to work when I'm like ashamed of it and hiding it? I just thought that was so powerful.
1: Yeah, completely. And, and the connection comes with just being able to even look at your belly without feeling disgust and hate mm. or touch your own belly. You know, how many people can put their hand... Like, I find it quite amazing. Like, now I've worked through this, but there was a time where I couldn't even touch my stomach without feeling pure disgust towards myself. Um, and, yeah, I've, I had digestive issues. I had IBS for, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years. And it, I wasn't breathing into my belly. I was holding my belly in the whole time, so it was mm-hmm. constricted and tight. Um, I wouldn't you know there was the the touching my stomach would have would just repulsed me and I would wear clothes that would hold it all in and again restrictive and then that would obviously have an impact on my breath and it it took yoga to be honest to help me connect with all parts of my body that was what I found so powerful with my when I started practicing yoga is that it helped me feel into every single part of my body that I had previously just not even acknowledged that it existed because I was so ashamed of it. It didn't look the way I thought it was supposed to look. So I just kind of switched off to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, (laughs) it's so interesting that we um, like, you know, looking at it from like the spiritual perspective, it's like, well, you're a soul incarnating into, this human body, like this is your vessel, like this is your physical vessel for this lifetime. And when you look at it like that, it's like, Oh my God, it's freaking amazing. (laughs) Like we should be like just dancing around like all day, every day, like I'm in a body. Oh, this is awesome. But actually like, it's so the opposite of that. Like we spend our whole lives like hating our bodies and then you know, suddenly we're out of it. We're out of our body. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah. shit. like I should have made I should have made the most of that while I was in that physical experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do our bodies? Uh, and okay, I admit I I know that a lot of people have a have problems with their bodies that mean that it's really really hard to connect with the body. You know, if you suffer from a chronic illness or if your body causes you a lot of pain or you have a lot of dis-ease in your body, then it it's really, really hard to connect to it. Um, and that's something, again, through my own experiences, um, I've had to learn to accept and love my body despite the it not necessarily always be behaving in the way that everybody else's body works, if that makes sense. So yeah. that does mean that... You, you have to work a bit harder but then I don't think anybody has this perfect body that functions completely 100% all the time because we are we're ever-changing beings like our environment changes the air around us changes you know the moon has such an impact on our body um everything about it, it it's just if you're striving for this perfect body and you're not happy unless it's perfect you, that I don't see how you can even reach that place, yeah, to be honest, like because who, who has the perfect body? Like what is it that we're trying to strive for? I mean, I don't know. It's like this picture in a magazine that we've seen.
0: That's been airbrushed and, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's not even real. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's a big – it's it's definitely a journey I'm on and I've definitely not got it nailed. Um, it's, mm. I've come on leaps and bounds and – I feel like I can definitely share the tools and the things that have helped me with other people. And I, and that's what I'm passionate about doing, but I'm constantly learning like daily, daily. I'm learning, like even just sitting here, I'm thinking, well, yeah, no wonder our, our, our bodies are struggling to, or our bellies particularly are struggling. It's like if we're sitting in a chair hunched up, compressing all of our organs all day long, then obviously that you know the energy's not flowing, the breath can't flow fr- through freely. Um, it's all these little things. Just suddenly you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, just to take it back a second, because there's been a couple of times in the call where I've heard you say things like, um, "I don't have it all figured out yet," and I'm <laughs> not like, you know, I'm still on this journey too. And I feel like that's such a such a powerful place to come from like with whatever we're doing um, without, our work or even if we're not doing this as work, but just the way that we talk about things. But I feel like there is this expectation for people like somebody like you, who is a yoga teacher amongst other things, labels, non-labels, whatever. <laughs> um, there's kind of like this idea that somebody like, like you, who's, you know, going out and like teaching yoga, leading other people through, these experiences to help them connect with their bodies. Like there's kind of this expectation for you to kind of like have it all like to have it all worked
1: out. Do you feel, what do you feel like about that? Well, I think that I have spent a long time worrying that I don't have it all figured out. Mm. Um, and therefore that would mean I can't possibly share, but Mm. then I think we're all, we're all at different stages of our journeys and I think it reminds me of that quote you know don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 20. Mm. Um, There are people that are far far uh, more you know ahead of where I'm at in this journey and they can help a like certain people and then there are people that are far like right at the beginning of the journey and someone like me could help them with yeah, we could hopefully offer them some support and so I think it's this it's an again it's an acceptance I do remember actually being out on a walk and nature is my massive healer um it I always get the answers I need when I'm when I'm out walking and it was probably about 18 months ago that I was just walking along and I suddenly was like oh my god nobody has their shit together like literally nobody even Even an entrepreneur, and I remember thinking of Richard Branson at the time, I was like, even he is changing and growing all the time. You know, you look at the business, it's constantly moving. Someone who has got all the money, all the, you know, like this huge experience, they don't have it figured out either. They're just at a different stage. And I suddenly was like, oh, okay, if I just take that pressure off myself, life is a lot more pleasant. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think it's really powerful, and for me personally, like, I really am drawn to the people out there who are
1: saying things like,
0: <laughs> you know, this is um, like I say a lot, you know, this is wh- this is where I'm at, and this is what I'm what I find useful. Like, try it, and if this doesn't work, try something else for yourself. Like, I I really like to come at my my, my teaching and my work from a place of, well, this is just where I'm at today. Like tomorrow, I'm probably going to be somewhere different, (laughs) but hopefully what I can offer you today is useful to you, but I love following people and supporting people and, um, spending time with people who are very open about the fact that like, this is, this is where I'm at and I'm not perfect, but I can help you with, you know, X, Y, and Z today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons why I feel like I'm transitioning quite a lot in my work at the moment because I felt when I was labeling myself as this business coach or this health coach or something, I felt like I did have to have all of that figured out. And I also felt like I couldn't express it if I didn't. And that Mm. feels very out of alignment with me. I am at my happiest or I am at my most. I'm most in flow when I can be totally, truthfully, honest, and that means sharing the crappy, muddy, murky bits as much as the shiny unicorn, glittery bits. And I, I do make a. a you know, most people that follow me on Instagram would will know that because Yep. I, <laughs> I love your Instagram for that exact reason. <laughs> Um, and I, and it felt at, at times I was like, Oh my God, is this like business suicide? I'm kind of like sharing uh, and I'm being so honest that people are, are going to think, Oh, I'm never going to work with her because she clearly is like losing the plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I, I sort of, it's more important to me that I share truthfully and honestly than it is that I have. A million paying clients yeah and that's that has meant I've had to shift the way I sort of think about my business in a way and and take the pressure off because true for me being aligned in my business is me being honest and if that means maybe coaching isn't the thing for me to do at the moment um then that's fine so you know, I I have to look at other ways of, of income, for example, you know, I have to think about that Um, because obviously I still need to earn money and live and feed myself and pay my mortgage. Um, Yeah, it is important, but I can't, I've spent 30 odd years hiding the truth Mm. and trying to fit in to what I think I should be in terms of what other people think and worrying about, whether people will think I'm weak because I'm crying or whether they think I'm um, falling apart because, or that I'm not good enough because I'm having a like down day. Um, and I just, the more I tried to hide that, the more I just felt stuck and I didn't want to do it. I, I genuinely didn't want to do it. And the clients I'm working with now um, when I'm coaching are people that totally embrace that um side of me and it might mean I don't have thousands of them and that's fine but the people that I do work with are very much they they're in they're, they understand that and they understand that just because I'm going through a tough time doesn't mean I'm not good at what I do mm.
0: yeah I think like there's I feel like there's so much in that and we could have like a two-hour conversation like just <laughs> a workshop talk. maybe <laughs> oh my god let's do a workshop um, <laughs> Because there are so many people out there, whether they're, whether they are running their own businesses or just people sharing on Instagram or whatever, but there's like, there's this way that we can share what we're going through that kind of like can empower other people. Like I said to you the other day that I found your, your post actually really inspiring because when I, because you don't, you don't share your stuff in a way that's like, Um, you know, oh, all of this bad stuff is happening to me. Like, woe is me. Everyone like send me some pity and like feel bad for me or whatever. (laughs) You share it in such a way that's like, this is the stuff that's coming up for me today. And this is where I'm at. And I'm okay with that. And these are some things I'm doing to move through it.
1: And to me, that's
0: like, for me, like when I see that, I feel like that takes so much more guts than just posting, you know, like, um, here's a happy quote for the day (laughs) in my bikini. Like it's, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it feels like there's so much more strength and power Um, for the the person that can go on social media or wherever and say to people like, you know what, I'm having a hard day and this hard stuff is coming up for me and this is what I'm doing to move myself through it. Like when I see those posts on social media, I go, yeah, like that's somebody that I want to follow because it's inspiring. It's not you like, you know, melting down on (laughs) on social media, which, you know, sometimes that does happen too and that's okay as well. (laughs) I've Um, done that. Yeah, (laughs) we've all had our moments. I've like, yeah, I've had some moments in my stories where I've been like, gone off on a huge rant and like, okay, I'm gonna tell you that, like, what happened there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like that is, it's like the whole, you know, strength in vulnerability thing, right? Like when we really put ourselves out there and we say, you know what, like I'm human and I go through stuff, and just because I am, you know, I have these certificates and I you know, run my, run a professional business and whatever. It doesn't mean that I don't experience anxiety. It doesn't mean that I don't experience difficult days. Um, it just, the difference between like what, what we're doing now and what we were doing, like, you know, seven or eight years ago is that we now know how to move through it. Yeah. and We know when this stuff comes up, we're conscious of it and we go, Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> hi there. <dear." laughs> like, hi, anxiety. Okay. What's, go- what's happening? And we chat yeah. into it and we find we, – we go to the bottom of it and we go, okay, like this is what I need to do to move, to move through it. So I think it's like amazing and I think it's important that more and more of us actually do start sharing the truth that, you know, there, like there's so many spiritual teachers and people out there who are brilliant at what they do and have a massive following online, but I've never seen them say <laughs> – on their on their Instagram like I'm having a really bad day today how are you guys feeling (laughs) there are some people that are just never gonna post anything like that so yeah I love that you're doing it
1: yeah thanks for saying that because sometimes i'm like oh yep there goes another few followers <laughs> yeah well it's interesting right like that people will unfollow you what was
0: that post i remember like a couple months ago you posted something and you said like 60 people are following, like unfollowed you.
1: <laughs> i think it was because i said the word womb in my post oh. oh yeah yeah um and that's yeah that's that's um i think sometimes i think we talked about this the other day didn't we when we were having a a tea, um, about that sometimes maybe, and I have to accept that not everybody is necessarily ready to hear mm. shit bits of life. Yeah. And, you know, I probably wasn't a few years ago. I would have been like, oh God, I can't deal with this right now. Like I'm not ready to face that part of me. Yeah. So yeah, I have t- I've sort of accepted that I'm not for everybody. Um, and I quite like that, you know, I, I, I don't mind it. I'm not fixated on numbers sometimes I get a bit frustrated on the whole like oh really can I not just like (laughs) suddenly jump up to 10,000 Instagram followers um but I just the connections I have made on Instagram and social is just been so powerful and I just think I have to remind myself that um not everybody is is ready to do the work and I actually only want to connect with people that are ready to do the work so if that means they unfollow me well then that's fine because it takes it creates space for someone who is ready to do that work
0: yeah yeah i think that's so important to remember too because like yeah i get pretty caught up sometimes in like oh like <laughs> i've lost followers like you know oh nobody responded to that post or like whatever <laughs> but yeah like some people aren't some people aren't ready to do the work and that's okay as well yeah yeah like if you're not ready to do the work that's okay
1: <laughs> yeah of course yeah i mean I, I i there's still a lot of stuff that i'm not ready to do Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. don't ask me what though because i'm not <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is that oh yeah it's interesting one of yeah. one of my things is like i don't want to see a ghost
1: <laughs> i know <laughs> that's like so
0: random but um Like, I remember when I started my, when I started my, well, I wasn't even really started my business. It was kind of like around the time that I was, I didn't know at the time, but I was preparing to start my business. I was getting really into tarot and I was starting to be able to connect with my guides better and everything. And I kind of made a a pact with the universe and I said, I don't want to see a ghost. Like, I just... I can't, that's a, that's a fear that I'm like, I don't want to face that fear. And that's I know fair. at some point that's going to come up, <laughs> <I'm gonna> have, <laughs> but yeah, like I've, i felt them and I've like heard them and stuff, but I'm like, don't, I don't want to see it. But yeah, that was like a really random example, but there's always things, right? Like there's always more.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. think the, the biggest thing for me is whatever's coming up is to stay curious. I think curiosity mm. and -hmm. and question and I don't mean question it as in sort of overthink it I mean question okay so I'm feeling like this what is what is what is trying to come to the surface Mm. what is what am I maybe not allowing to show what am I kind of trying to choke down I suppose Um, because I believe that all emotions are like they're all valid, whether it's anger, whether it's mm-hmm. sadness, whether it's joy, like all of these things are really important. And unfortunately, we only want to show the shiny ones that are socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, but there is so much beauty in sadness and in anger and in frustration. You know, there is so much beauty in that and so much to learn. In fact, I think almost more. There is more to learn from those emotions in some ways. And the problem is, is that we, you know, you start to feel that little bubble of of rage, for example, in your your tummy and it starts to kind of rise up through the body and you're just like squash it down, squash it down, swallow it down. Like I, I can't show this because it's not, it's not pretty. It's not polished, but actually those, those are the ones that need to be, to be surfaced. And it's kind of, what, what am I, what am I, what am I trying to run away from even?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And I think one of the things that we've sort of tied ourselves up in knots with in the, like, in the, in the quest for like raising our (laughs) vibration is that there's a lot, of, um, a lot of talk out there of like, well, you've got to keep your vibration high and you've got to make sure that you're sort of like always vibing at this certain frequency. And I think some people, I, I know I've done this in the past, kind of mistake that high vibe for like always being happy.
1: Mm. And Positivity.
0: that's, yeah. And to me, like being high vibe is not about always being happy. It's about being conscious. And mm. having the ability to shift when I know I need to shift and having the ability to go, well, actually, this is something I need to experience and move through before I can go back up to, <laughs> so, like, yeah. dancing around to Taylor Swift or whatever. Like, yeah. I just need to be here right now and experience this. This is the most high vibe thing I can do for myself.
1: Yeah, exactly, definitely. I think there's, um, we've, we've just got, we got wrapped up in this whole positive thinking and I I really agree with being positive but also sometimes just put I feel like positivity can just be like a plaster that's going over the top of a wound you know it it's only gonna it's not gonna heal it it's just gonna cover it up Mm. and sometimes we have to, you know, saying if you're sad and you're grieving over something for someone to just say like, Oh, chin up, you know, like be positive. If you're not positive, it's all gonna, you know, you've got to be really, really positive, like stay, stay smiley. And sometimes that is not, well, most of the time that is not necessarily, well, it's not going to help you heal that wound. It's coming up for a reason. And it's just gonna put more, you're going to end up putting more and more Plasters or band aids, whatever you want to call them, over the top, and ultimately, it's going to come up, and it will come up in the shape or form of perhaps something anxiety or some other, I don't know, some some other kind of not so pleasant experience. I think, Mm. Um, and I, I I do think that a lot of my anxiety stemmed from me pushing all of those feelings down for years and years and years and years and I think that's why my anxiety now is less intense than it was and I let it I let it move through me quicker Mm -hmm. Um, so as before I would wallow in it for days and days if I had I used to have really really horrible panic attacks which would wipe me out for days and touch wood I haven't had a panic attack for quite a long time I do get that anxiety and I get that fragile feeling but I now I have more tools, I guess, to deal with it. And it doesn't linger because I let it come through me. I let it surface. I listen to what it's trying to kind of where it's trying to get my attention. Um, And I honor that. And that might be canceling all my plans for a day and lying on the sofa watching Heartland. Um, (laughs) This morning I woke up and I I think I said to you, Vix, I, I, um, I felt quite anxious this morning for some reason and I think it's it's a hormonal thing um but I just was like oh I just I don't know like and I didn't I don't want to feel like that it's not like a comfortable feeling and of course I want to I would quite like to bypass feeling like that but Mm. I know that I can't do that anymore so I spent some time I I all the resistance was coming up to all of the things that I know help me. So I was like, oh, I should go and do some yoga, but I really don't want to. And so I just did a few stretches and I was like, okay, I feel a bit better. And then I did my like shake it out kind of exercise to Katy Perry raw, <laughs> put that on and then like literally shook my whole body to kind of move the energy through me, had a like a really cleansing shower and visualized that anxiety just washing away. Um, and I, and I meditated, I knew that I needed to do a silent meditation to sit with it rather than a guided meditation to be distracted by it. So I I set my insight time for 20 minutes and I sat there. And actually, it eased. The, at first, the first few minutes, everything was annoying me. I felt like prickly, like there was stuff crawling on my skin, and I was like, I do just can't do this, I can't. And then I just kept focusing on my breath. Very simple, just I am breathing in, I am breathing out, and 15, 20 minutes later, I was in a much better place and I feel like I let the anxiety literally pass through my body. I didn't try and push it away. And then yeah, it just made it easier. I'm not saying it's gone completely, but it's it just made it easier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like what I really love about like being on this path, you know, whatever whatever you want to call this path. The um, adventure. The adventure. I love it. Uh, what <laughs> I love about about this is that when this stuff comes up for us now, like we know we have tools and we know we're like, okay, like this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to do whatever. And even though you can feel that resistance to it, you also kind of you can still get you're <laughs> you still going kind to of drag yourself. In, depending on how bad it is, obviously, sometimes you just do need to just slide just just down, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and that's okay too. But kind of knowing like the other day I fell in a heap um it was just before the last full moon and (laughs) I was like I've been saying for for so every time it's a full moon I have this conversation with you or like with Gail or with somebody about like oh I'm gonna take three days off next full moon (laughs) like the day before the day of and the day after although I think it might actually be the day the two days before i think actually i'm worse Mm. anyway but i always think i need to schedule some time because i know that during that time a lot of stuff comes up for me like i don't know what it is but at the it changes all the time too right but at the moment i feel like the moon when she's full she is shining on everything that I need to see <laughs> and everything that is like out of alignment. She's just like, girl, like <laughs> you got to look at this and this and this, and it will all like come to the surface. So I'm just like, oh, I can't like, I can't be doing spiritual work for other people. <laughs> when I'm like having those sorts of days. I just need to focus on myself um, so that I can do that work for everyone else. Like, you know, a couple days later, but, um, yeah, I totally fell in, in a heap, um, just before the full moon. And I just let myself, I just let myself do it. I was like, Mm. I just need to, I just need to be in a heap right now.
1: (laughs) And how beautiful to do that for yourself. Like that's such an honoring. That's such a gift to give to yourself to be like, actually, you don't have to fight. You don't have to go into that very, very kind of get shit done attitude and try and numb out to those feelings. Like if you're feeling like that, then you have, you know, like letting it go through you is just such a beautiful thing. And I know that we've mentioned it. I think we've talked about it before. But um, you know, it, it corresponds. I know for you, it corresponds quite a lot with your monthly moon cycle, mm-hmm. the full moon. Um, so there's like that honouring like, of all sorts of stuff, <laughs> sorts Yeah, exactly. There's on. that honouring of your body, your physical body, and the emotions, and then yeah. being able to let kind of surrender to it and and let go and release and yeah. that's that's powerful yeah but there's still that there's still that feeling you know like so I got
0: got myself into a heap and then I just sort of like stayed there for and it wasn't very long you know like it sounds really dramatic to me like oh I, like you know I ended up in a heap it's so bad um I was probably only there for like a few minutes But I was wiped out for the rest of the day from it. And all I was really able to do for the rest of the day was like, yeah, drag myself to the couch. And I watched like some old episodes of Friends. And I just kind of, I just had to sit with it. And I just had to let it pass. And, you know, the next morning I woke up and I was like, pretty much felt normal again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like probably a bit lighter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I still think even even now, you know, like there was a, there was like, I didn't talk about it. I didn't go on social media and say, guys, I just fell in a heap or whatever. Um, for, for a few reasons, there's, there is still that feeling of like, well, if I go on there and say that I've been in a heap, then people are going to think that I don't have my shit together. Yeah. But actually I felt like I I did have my shit together because I, like, I knew what I needed to do. Like I yeah. knew that I knew why that had come up as well. I knew that it was, I knew exactly what the moon was showing me. <laughs> like I had been, I had been constantly been receiving the guidance of whatever. And I knew, I knew exactly like what I need to change, what I need to shift. There's still some stuff, you know, that's like, okay, there's always going to be more. But I knew what was going on. I was very conscious and aware of what was going on. And even though I had some resistance, like I was kicking and screaming because um, the universe was like, you just need to sit today. <laughs> you just need <laughs> to go and sit down. And and I was, I was kicking against it. I was like, I don't want to. I've got work to do. I've got to do stuff. I've got to do stuff. And then you end up in a heap. And it's like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, the universe floors you. You know, like it, it's, it, eventually if you fight it enough and fight – the um the the surrendering or fight what you're trying to let what what you're needing to let go but really holding on to yeah eventually it'll make you the universe will make you let go and it'll be a it'll be a far more painful process Mm. doing it that way than if you actually listen a little bit (laughs) sooner however saying that it's not easy to do that because we're all human. yeah pretty much every time I'm like, yeah, I know I need to do that. I know I need to do that. Oh, bam. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm forced to do it now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But there's so much power in like having these conversations, I think, because like we don't always, we don't always share. And the thing is too, as well though, that I just wanted to say is that it's okay too if we don't share, right? Yeah, of course. It's It's everybody's part to do that. Yeah. Like it's really powerful to to say like you know oh this this happened um for me i feel like i can talk about it now because i've i've moved through it and i'm like mm-hmm. you know i have done the work <laughs> needed to be done yeah. i've set some intentions and changed some things um i've listened basically i've sat down <laughs> and i've listened so now i can talk about it but the day of i couldn't from the couch i couldn't have shared that on social media or with anybody because i was still in it yeah um I think it's I can't remember who it is that, that always says this it might be Vanessa saying Danielle Laporte I think um oh. or maybe it's you maybe oh. it was you that said it <laughs> but danielle, but it's the thing about sharing from the um sharing from the scar and not from the wound
1: oh okay i think danielle laporte says like sharing not you don't like you shouldn't not shouldn't i hate that word should um but don't share it when you're in it yeah. it's like when you're through it when you're when you can when you can reflect on it and give people a valuable resource of you know by all means share what's happened but um you know not to share when you're in the thick of it and i i do agree with that because you when you're in in it you need to put like you need to put your energy into yourself not into writing an instagram post about it yeah
0: although sometimes it can be quite therapeutic to write the post but not post, but not yeah
1: (laughs) but actually what i tend to do when i'm in that Space is. I tend to write something a lot more poetic um, and less sort of um, less of a conversational piece, and it's much more about ch- like channeling that creativity because I find writing and creativity is really healing for me. So it's quite a selfish reason, really. Um, but actually, that that's sort of how I channel it. So I I may be experiencing discomfort and pain through something, but I'm not sharing. I don't share what's happening to me, but I'm, I'm the I'm sort of using what's happening to me to um, express myself in a creative way, and that's very healing to me. Yeah, it's beautiful. But it's not for everyone, you know. Not everybody has to share everything on social media. For some reason, I feel like part, you know, a big part of my journey is is showing up and talking about the stuff that nobody else, or not nobody, but that other people don't want to share and that's yeah yeah, that just seems to be I think everything I've every difficulty I've gone through um I've felt so alone in that process um because I felt so much shame about whatever I'm going through at that time and I just don't want other people to feel like that and now that I am able to express it not only is it very very not only does sometimes it helps other people, which is amazing, but it's, it's really healing for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's the, that's the thing too about like all of, all of the work that we do really is that it's, it's not just for us, but it's also not just for other people as well. Like I always feel like when I'm doing spiritual work, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not the answer, like I'm not somebody's answer, but I'm kind of, I'm like the space holder, and I'm I'll hold the mirror for somebody, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of be like, okay, here, look, here's the mirror, like have a look in it and see, let's see <laughs> what we see together. Um, but I think that's like, yeah, I think that's really powerful to kind of, um, to work in that way, and I feel like that's what you're doing, like when you're sharing. All of this stuff like you know you say like oh well it might be (laughs) it might just be for you but actually you're by doing that you're holding up the mirror to to other people and we can see ourselves in everything that you're sharing and because you share from such a place that's like empowering and truthful Like this is the hard thing that I'm dealing with and this is how I'm moving through it. Like we see ourselves in you and then we can go, wow, like if, if Lauren can move through that, I can move through that too.
1: Yeah. And I think it just makes you, makes it certainly when I read something, um, I think, and and it really kind of, it's it so resonates with where I'm at and I'm like, oh thank goodness I'm yeah. on my own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank goodness I don't feel so alone because wow. it can be really lonely. I mean, whilst we're all very connected in so many ways, mm. sometimes even despite having however many Instagram followers, however many people on your email newsletter list, however many friends around you, it can still feel really lonely when you're in a period of um discomfort and it feels like Nobody understands. So when you read something and you're like, oh, thank (laughs) you. Yeah, it's like, and you don't even have to comment or like or anything. You just need, you know, just knowing that that person is, that somebody else is going through something. Maybe it's not exactly the same, but it's experiencing similar feelings. It just makes me feel better. Um, And then that inspires me to be, to show up and be more truthful in my messaging. And in my life you know my relationships Mm.
0: yeah i always see a lot of people like comment on your um on your posts like there's always a lot of comments from people that are like yeah like (laughs) (laughs) i really needed to hear this today or like you know all of that kind of stuff that makes that makes you realize like you know we're all we're all in this experience together we're all on this human journey together and even though some of us have got like some of it worked out (laughs) Some of us haven't. Some of us have got some parts worked out and not other parts worked out. Like we can, we can all help each other and it doesn't matter how kind of like far ahead we are or whatever. Like we all have something to, to share and something that we can help other people with, even if it's just saying to somebody, you know, like I've had a bad day today and that can just help other people to go, yeah, like so yeah.
1: high <laughs> yeah definitely yeah definitely it's um it's pretty powerful that just that building connection with people but authentic connection like that real yeah. truthful truthful connection
0: yeah because there's um, so much out there that' just <laughs> doesn't really feel that way yeah
1: yeah i agree yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh lauren i feel like we could talk forever about we do <laughs> <laughs> so many things um do you want to tell us like all of the info about where we can, I know that your website is kind of um, in transition and stuff
1: at the moment. It might be live by the time this is it might be. going out. I don't know. Who knows?
0: Um, um, but yeah. Tell us about your, like your social media and like your, definitely your Instagram. Cause I think everybody needs to follow you on Instagram. So can you please tell us a bit about where we can find you?
1: So you can, the, the best place to find me is Instagram and that's Lauren Barber dot rco um, And I tend to share most days, unless I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, maybe sometimes twice a day. It's, it's a real eclectic mixture of random things on there that you'll find. But um, that's the best place to find me. But I am, um, as Vic said, I'm in the process of redoing my website. And it may well be live. And that's laurenbarber.co um as the web address and on there there are things little resources for you meditations um and um other like journaling prompts and you can sign up to get newsletters from me which is tends to be me rambling on about all sorts of things um yeah it's just wherever whatever resonates i am launching a podcast very soon (laughs) um and it is called unraveling so that will be live and actually hopefully by the time this um podcast goes live I, there will be a sign up button on my website where you can download a little practical resource kit from me and be the first to know when the podcast goes live. So Yay. I would love for you to come and join me over there.
0: I can't wait for your podcast. I think it's going to be like so powerful. <laughs> What's what sort of stuff are you going to be talking about on it?
1: Well, it's going to be. Um, probably mostly the sort of stuff that not everybody talks about <laughs> um there will be lots of um the the purpose is really to help people reconnect with their truth and also very much um at the moment partly because of my own journey it's it's a lot about connecting to our well for women connecting to our wombs and to our menstrual power and to our bodies as a whole um and just generally. I guess the podcast is mostly going to be about sharing the real messy bits of life as well as the shiny bits. Um, so, so yeah, impressed. real life, real life. Yeah.
0: And that's kind of like your thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the real the messy
0: truth. opposed <laughs> <laughs> to fake life, which is not your thing.
1: Yeah. And just like unraveling, you know, the reason it's called unraveling is because I feel like uh, somebody did say to me like, Oh, it feels like it's somebody out of control. And I thought, well, actually that's kind of good. <laughs> because I've spent so long trying to control every part of my life. Yeah. And I feel like I'm now unraveling that need to control and, yeah. and and peeling the layers off really, you know, peeling the layers of um, a lot of the shame, a lot of the, the stuff that I haven't been able to, or haven't been able to express necessarily throughout my life. That's now unraveling. And I feel like that's resonates with quite a lot of people because yeah. you're just kind of peeling the, layers back and once you peel one layer back you're you There's think more. oh okay it's, it's <laughs> sorted now I'm done and then it's like oh okay a week later yeah okay next okay oh it's God. like oh, could I not have had like a month off <laughs> nope <laughs> that's not the way it is in this it's lifetime indeed, no I think the more you go on this journey the quicker it becomes if that makes sense like it it feels like you start off gradually and it's like okay I'm learning like a lesson a month or something and now it's like okay it's a lesson a day or sometimes Um, two sometimes (laughs) sometimes like a lesson an hour (laughs) yes oh it feels like it doesn't it mm, warp mm. speed warp speed oh, thank you so
0: much. <laughs> well this has been an absolute joy and an absolute pleasure i hope that we can um we can do this again i feel like we have so many things to talk about like we can do this a lot We could have
1: a vix and lauren show i know maybe we should. <laughs> um
0: you yeah, will add that to the list of things to do <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> uh, thank you so so much for being on the show Thank you for having me. It's been so
0: fun. You're so, so welcome. Please come back again anytime. And for anyone listening, if you want to get all of the links and everything, you can get them on the show notes at newagehipster.co as well. So all of the links there will be um, available for Lauren um, for all of her things that she's doing. So you can find her there. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual
1: goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.